and welcome to hashtag my investing story. My name is Ann McNeil and I am the master wealth builder helping to build stronger and better lives with better investing and Iona McNeil as we bring to you every week on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, another episode of my investing story. Ioni and I are volunteers with Better Investing, and Better Investing is a 501c3 not-for-profit volunteer organization teaching individual investors how to have a better quality of life through investment education. Better Investing has helped over 5 million, yes, 5 million individual investors learn how to analyze stocks, and to invest using investment tools. And with that, we're happy tonight to bring to you another episode of this phenomenal show. And now I'll introduce Iona McNeil, who will introduce our guest. And we're gonna have another great interview with Mr. Walker, who was actually here for the very first time. Good evening, Mr. Walker, how are you this evening? I'm great, thank you. Awesome, awesome. Ioni, thank you. Hi, Mr. Carr, how you doing? I'm great, Ioni. So we wanted to bring you on uh, because you were featured with uh, your investment club in Better Investing Magazine just a couple of months ago. And so thank you so much for joining us. Um, <laughs> you and I have had you. some... You and I have had some lively uh, conversations before uh, before now, so we'll hop right into uh, the first question I usually ask all of the guests, which is, what's your, your earliest memory of money? Um, I guess it would be uh, growing up uh, with my parents, and I would say that the lesson wasn't per se a lesson, as, as as in talking, but more in observing uh, what my parents did, and they were very structured about paying bills uh, and on time, and I think that was uh, very important. Um, if there were if there was anything large, say for instance, um, appliances, cars, vacations, uh, anything of that nature, then they budgeted for it. So. I, I kind of picked up on that and um, I've carried that with me. They were very organized with their finances is what I would say. And did you also witness your mom and dad um, both being active in the finances of the, of the household growing up? I did. I did. Uh, in fact, uh, I, I guess they um, what shared the bills uh, so basically they were assigned, assigned themselves, uh, as to what, uh, they would pay each month. So, yes. So I know for a lot of people, especially before, you know, 2000, uh, we, we witnessed our parents writing out checks or even physically going to the bank. Um, what type of savings habits did you pick up? and observe from your parents? And also, were they investing? Was that something you had to learn on your own? Uh, investing, um, 
in the way that we are discussing now, no. Um, could it have been uh, insurance vehicles? Then yes. Um, did I uh, accompany them to uh, pay bills? Sometimes. Um, uh, yeah, the lessons that I learned, I guess, more or less, is that they were financially responsible. It wasn't a, uh, a whole lot, but uh, they did um, manage uh, what they had with the resources that they had. Okay. So when did you realize investing was important for your own personal life? Uh, probably late in life. But uh, what uh, I was fortunate enough to do is um, with the companies that I, at which I was employed, and particularly uh, the last uh, company, I was able to uh, participate in our 401k savings. Um, but I still didn't look at that as an investment. I looked at it as a way to lower my taxable income. So I was running from one thing, but I was uh, gaining in another area. Uh, Uncle Sam, I had acquired a new job and Uncle Sam took note of it and uh, he wanted his share. So I had to find a way to keep some. Uh, 401k was that avenue for me. So when you were using your 401k as, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking a guess to say you were using a, a traditional 401k, which lowers uh, your tax bracket right now. Um, were you just putting money in there or did you take the second step, which is actually choosing what investments um, the money should be in once it gets into the traditional 401k? So that uh, probably became a, a little bit later as to what I could choose. Um, and within a range, uh, by that I mean what the uh, company offered. Yes, I had to choose between those. Uh, so there was some decision making there. Um, a little later, um, <clears throat> with the uh, company that was handling the 401k, I was able to uh, move into another avenue called Brokerage Link. Brokerage Link afforded me the opportunity to choose individual stocks um, that I could invest in. So when you say you got started late in life, do you mind giving us an, an, an approximate age just for... Uh, a point of relativity for people listening? Um, well, they had to crunch the numbers themselves, but um, I'm approaching the age 65. Uh, in the mid-90s, um, I became aware of NAIC. And um, at that point, I, I really don't know how I became aware of them. That's too long to remember. Um, I think I pointed out that um, maybe I was in the office or something and saw a magazine. I, I really don't know. But um, I became aware of NAIC. I started reading the materials. I actually uh, subscribed to the magazine at that time. And um, to this day, I have kept that. Um, 
think I uh, mentioned to you that um, during that time, maybe around 2000, um, I actually formed with some fellow co-workers a, uh, an investment club, but no one at that time other than I was familiar with NAIC. That is the avenue that I wanted to take. Uh, the other members had uh, other uh, ideas, so uh, that club didn't last. Um, and so I kind of uh, stuck with the uh, things that I had read in NAIC. Uh, and I tried to do a few of the SSGs. Uh, those were early years. And um, NAIC, um, well, nothing at that time was as computerized as it is today. So that was a lot of manual work. And um, it meant traveling to the library to uh, study the, um, the value lines, uh, a lot of pen and paperwork. You had to plot the, um, the data on the, uh, forms from NAIC. So, um, it was, uh, it was time consuming. Yeah, I, I, I think that's an accurate view, definitely at that time. Um, that first investment club that you helped form, how long did it last? Uh, that's another good question. Uh, I'm sure just a few months. Um, I don't know if we actually made a year. Uh, again, um, one of the things that um, kind of pushed me away from it uh, because I was interested in uh, the uh, better investing uh, tactics. Um, another coworker had developed a, um, a tool, uh, some type of wrench, and um, uh, I think it was some type of taut wrench or something. But uh, he was looking for investors, and um, a few of the uh, members of that club wanted to invest in it. Uh, which may have been good. I wasn't keen on it. So that was um, uh, uh, ideology. We, uh, mythology, we were just on different pages. Yeah, and I mean, you bring, you, you bring up a really good point because <clears throat> as people become familiar with investing and the world of investing, um, if they stay in it long enough, they will realize that there are different levels, you know, and better investing is a conservative long-term uh, methodology. And, and we generally only invest in companies that are already public. And even, and even with them being public, we generally only invest in companies or teach people how to invest in companies that have at least five to 10 years worth of data. So being almost like a venture capitalist or, or angel investor and investing in somebody's, you know, entrepreneurial idea from the seed or the startup is not something that we teach um, because we, you know, we like to predict the future based on the past. So I'm glad you brought that up because um, I think that's really good for people to understand the nuances. You know, somebody may say they're an investor, 
but you can have a conversation with them to understand what type of investor they are. Um, and, and as you mentioned, you know, the, the club really didn't last because all the members weren't aligned from the beginning. Um, so now you're a member of the, is it Warner Robins? Uh, it's the Warner Robins area, but it's a middle Georgia investment club. Okay. Um, and yes, that is situated in uh, Warner Robins. How long you been a member with that investment club? Um, probably uh, a year, maybe a year and a half. Uh, and the way I became aware of them, I had attended, well, honestly, since, um, since uh, returning home, I had been looking for an investment club. And by that, I mean, I had moved away from this area for a few years and I returned and like uh, 2014, I think. And uh, so I was uh, looking for an investment club. Um, I attended um, uh, a meeting, uh, an event sponsored by the um, Georgia chapter model club, uh, Howard Johnson uh, and that group. And um, at that, my wife and I attended at that um, event uh, that on this table, there was a um, form that uh, to fill out if uh, anyone was interested in joining an investment club. And so I did. Um, about, well, it took a few months, but um, Jim Vandersaw, uh in this area was starting a new club. And that club was in um, Perry, Georgia, which was about 40 miles away from me. Uh, and the, that's the main reason I did not. I had also attended um, meetings with the uh, model club in the Atlanta area, but um, it was a drive. And uh, so it was an hour each way at least. Uh, so logistics is the reason I didn't join that club. Um, the uh, new club uh, that Jim Vandersaw was starting uh, about 40, 45 minutes away. Uh, so I did uh, attend that uh, initial meeting. At that initial meeting, I found out about a club that was a little closer. Uh, and it was an established club. So again, logistics. Uh, so I attended uh, one of those meetings, a couple of those meetings, and um, um, which is a requirement to uh, attend at least a couple. Uh, and I decided to join that club uh, simply because it was a little closer. So with you joining NAIC in the 90s, learning the SSG by hand, you know, feeling a little daunted by it, but keeping your membership all throughout that time, you know, using the, the Better Investing Magazine probably as one of your primary resources. What made you keep your membership so long and stay engaged, even though you had this one quote unquote failed experience with um, that investment club? Well, I was convinced that if um, I uh, wanted to um, learn about investing, um, it was just plain. It was simple. Um, 
um, it didn't require that I put faith in something that uh, I, I could not see. Um, so it just worked. Uh, the uh, methods uh, were proven and they are proven. So uh, over time, it uh, gave me a, a foresighted view instead of a short-sighted view about investing. Uh, it gave me a plan method for looking at companies. Um, and um, the articles, um, they were to the point. Excellent. Could you talk to us a little bit about how staying staying engaged with better investing reading the magazine learning the nuggets along the way how did it change your view on money and maybe even um your your money habits or financial habits that that you had whether change or improve um how did how did the experience kind of change your financial behavior over the past you know 30 something years I would say that it prepares you for ups and downs uh, and more for the downs. Uh, it smooths the way. It, um, it helps you uh, not panic when um, you see a drop in the... Um, you know, in your investment, uh, I have seen a lot of people uh, move their money from a certain investment because the market drops. So I think um, I don't listen to the noise as much. It's not that I, not that I don't hear, but you don't listen to the noise as much um, when the market isn't, uh, isn't going well. So it's easy to jump in. It's easy to uh, believe when things are going well, but um, when they're not, then that's the time that uh, we have been uh, taught to look as a great opportunity or period for investing. So is it safe to say that um, you stayed investing, you stayed invested during the, um, 08 downturn and also the 2020 downturn in the market? Yes. Yes, okay. I've, um, I've never been out of the market. Once you got in. Right. right. And, and when you were investing, I'm, you know, you have to tell me if I'm wrong, but when you were in investing or putting money into your, your traditional 401k um, to help to, to reap the tax benefits now, um, I guess, when did you realize that you can, you know, really start planning your money also for the future? Because, you know, sometimes we do things, we may move money or, or strategize to capture benefits now, but, you know, we may have to kind of learn how to balance the two capture benefits now and also plan to capture benefits later. Um, you know, when did you kind of uh, learn how to do both? Um, I guess, again, um, 
uh, relying on uh, things I have read in uh, BI. Um, I've always looked, I can't say always, but I began to see that uh, investing um, basically is a, a, a lifetime thing. Um, there isn't, um, that isn't that end of the road type thing. And uh, I, uh, I guess I'm saying this in the uh, point of what I have uh, been able to collect uh, and save and, and grow. I want this to be a legacy uh, for future generations of mine. So it's a, a building stone, a stepping stone, uh, not only for myself, but my family as well. Now you're, you're married with five or six adult kids. Yes. Five adults. Okay. And, and just like you through osmosis and, and observation learn certain merts, uh, certain important money habits from your parents. Um, how did you translate and transfer your new knowledge as a father and as a husband um, to your kids and maybe even with your wife? Because um, I'm sure you, from the very beginning, even before the 90s, you, you had you know, a savings habit and you taught your kids the importance of savings. But, you know, within the last 20 years, you've started an investment journey. Um, was that something you shared with your kids along the way? Did you get to a certain point and then tell them, kind of walk us through, you know, how you made it a, um, a wholesome family affair in terms of your investment um, journey? So uh, that's a very good question. And I haven't done as much as I should. Uh, have uh, done, I don't think, um, um, for investment knowledge as of yet. Um, I think one of the uh, big things is, um, and I've seen them uh, sign on and log on, is that they're listening to this podcast. So uh, they will have an idea of um, what I have uh, learned in the past. So that's uh, something on my plate to uh, further involve uh, my family in. Um, what was the other part of your question? I mean, I think that's basically it. Just trying to get a sense of, um, well, let me rephrase it like this. I think a lot of well-meaning, especially, you know, black parents, um, they can tend to do for their kids financially without the children knowing um, and a, a small select few allow the children to sit with them as they are planning and actually verbally communicate the steps that they're going through and processing um, so I just wanted to see what your style has been uh, because you do have five ad adult children and I'm sure you have some grandkids um, and so you know, it's one thing to leave money to the next generation. And it's another thing to leave money and the investment knowledge or, you know, um, even some of the confidence to, to, to learn this stuff and do for themselves so that they could build their own wealth while they inherit what you leave them. 
Uh, true, very, very true. Um, and uh, even though, as I stated, I haven't done as much as I think I can and should and will do, um, they are aware of um, and do come to me uh, ask, uh, with questions about, uh, say, for instance, um, if they get a, um, uh, a new job, which uh, one recently did, and she came asking about uh, the investment package that was presented. Uh, another um, uh, was promoted at her job, and uh, she, well, basically, I told her if you get a if you get a raise, say more. Uh, so, I didn't particularly say where that had to go, but. Um, I may make it known that it is a, a good thing to save because simply you will get old one day. So we can plan for the future. Then future will not be as rough. I was listening to something today that said a lot of people, especially in this pandemic time, if they had a, a bill of $400, then most probably could not um, take care of that because it's just out of the uh, range of scope of what uh, they have been able to, um, to save. So I do uh, uh, talk a lot about, uh, about savings. Yeah, I, I think that's, um, I think it's beautiful that your children know that they can come to you to ask whatever financial questions they have or, um, or situations they have. With you being an individual investor for so long, what made you want to join a club? Um, I, I read, um, um, a lot of uh, investing uh, SSGs, uh, like Ticker Talk. Uh, it's not Ticker Talk, but uh, the SSGs that are submitted. And uh, I see some oh, of the- Oh, uh, First Cut? First Cut. I see some that are just beautiful. And I've always wanted to, uh, to be able to uh, do that type of SSG. Uh, so that my main reason for wanting to join the club was to be uh, better at doing SSGs at looking at companies, deciding that they fit into my long range plan and then um, uh, been able to uh, present that. So that was my main reason for wanting to join a, a club. Yeah, I think that's beautiful because we um, um, even some long-term BI members um, you know, they still have that desire of wanting to get better, wanting to do more, wanting to utilize the full functionality of the SSG and do better SSGs, improve on their judgment. So I think that, you know, um, you joining a club to do that is, is very commendable. So far, you know, being in the club for about a year, um, how has being in the club improved your SSG skills and has there been any other, you know, skill set 
um, that you've improved upon um, by being a member of the of, of your investment club? Uh, yes, um, I mentioned uh, uh, beforehand that um, the early days, uh, my early days of uh, doing SSGs, having to uh, go to the library and then having to plot um, um, the data on the sheet and then to um, to make a, a estimate of what the future would be. And uh, I'm thinking that not having, which plotting SSGs because of past data, but being able to forecast what I think, uh, thought at that time the companies would do, that's pretty challenging. So I began the same way when I joined the club, I went to the library and um, uh, locally, and I was um, about to plot this data and I just happened to run across uh, a form that taught, uh, show how I could actually access value line online. And I'm like, man, wow. So I, uh, um, um, picked that up and logged on. Um, it made value line very accessible. Um, it made it much easier because I didn't have to travel. I could do it from home. Um, also, um, I could um, check into other sources, Morningstar. Morning um, there's a wealth of um, research data on the um, BI website. So from then to now, a world of difference um, as to being able to um, complete an SSG. Uh, and um, of course, um, practice breeds uh, familiarity. So uh, I'm able to practice because uh, I can a lot more time to that, uh, to the SSG whereas uh, I would have to travel to do it uh, before. So yeah, it hasn't, uh, I have been enhanced by what I've uh, uh, run into so far, uh, present versus past. That's wonderful. Um, and, and we have one, we have a, uh, a Georgia chapter, a BI Georgia chapter member uh, present. She's like, I wanna learn about how to access the value line on the on the library website. So <clears throat> I'm sure you could probably help her with that. Um, but one question, one audience member question I wanna um, uh, ask you before we go to our commercial break is, do you remember who your um, teachers were back in the 90s, um, teaching you the SSG by hand or, or any of the um, Georgia chapter directors, I think at that time, Atlanta chapter directors, uh, that you remember? I didn't know any at that time. Uh, again, I, uh, I did a lot uh, individually. I, um, um, that was a book and actually I saw it uh, the other day, so I haven't uh, thrown it away. That was a manual that taught the SSG. Um, and I, um, I purchased it from NAIC. And I read that manual and um, 
uh, it was just a lot of individual work. So at that time, uh, again, I did not know uh, anyone in a club, uh, an established club at that time. Um, uh, and again, we, uh, we kind of established our own club, which we, uh, which I stated, uh, it failed. So until, um, I came and, uh, attended some, um, model club meetings, uh, in the Atlanta area and there, uh, I met Howard Johnson, um, Cynthia, uh, those people, um, it was mostly on my own. Excellent. So I only have to give me a cue. That is the cue. Cue. <laughs> Mr. Walker. I, yes, I am sitting here. I, I, I don't know if you can see my smile on my face. We interview a lot of people on this show. And you have got to be one of the most special people. You know why? No, tell me why. I shared with you before this show started, I said, you know, there are people who will listen to the show. Now we've never met, right? No, no. We've never talked. No. Okay. But I shared with you before the show started, I said, you know, we interviewed a lot of people on the show. And the reason we created the show was because everybody has an investing story. And our desire was to create a platform to share with others an opportunity to share their story. Your story has got to be one of the most amazing stories because this is an awesome example of persistence. And, and what I'm getting from listening to you is the foundation, and thank you, Ioni, for the initial question, but the foundation upon which your persistence is built. You watched your parents. Yes. Humble beginnings. Now, we didn't talk about, you know, education. Uh, do you have, did you have a corporate job? Do you have a PhD? Do you have an MD? Do you have all of those things that people think are so very important before they can invest? So do you have any of those? No, no. My, my training really uh, has been on the technical side. I'm a do-it-yourselfer. So the things that interest me are kind of hands-on things. Uh, so have I spent time in school? Yes. Up to what, what grade, I, if I may ask? Uh, I have an associate's. Associate uh, degree. Yes. See, there are people who will not see this. They will hear it on podcasts. And I want them to hear and feel your story and that's why i wanted to come with this with with this level of dialogue because i think that it's so very important for everybody to understand that everybody has an investing story and listening to you 
And I think you said, what, 20 some odd years? You you got the magazine and you just continued to just read. And yes. your first club failed. And then you got into another club. And I'm reading here in, in the comments and we want to thank Julie Warner for all that she's ever done for so many people like many of us. And Jim Vander, oh, thank you for your comments. And Ann Newman, thank you for your comments and everybody that's, that's joining us tonight. But I just, just wanted to just take a moment and thank you so very much for your persistence because whether you realize it or not, and Ioni brought this up, just as you were watching your parents without any dialogue, your children are already demonstrating they're watching and respecting you. And they, they may do. not say, yes, may not be saying very much, but they're watching you and what you're doing. And so I, I just want to thank you, uh, really, because, again, listening to your, I mean, I, many of us are blessed, and we want to thank Howard Johnson and all of the volunteers in the entire Georgia area, and really all volunteers, because your story is why we do what we do as volunteers. Okay, well, and thank you. Listen, yes, listen to the value that you got out of the model club. There are many model clubs and we want to take this opportunity I to thank you for the work you're doing in creating a model club for our chapter in South Florida, because how many people like, like you, Mr. Walker, who will never get to experience an investment club if it were not for a model club? Yes. Yes. Wow, that's, I, I know, I, I don't want to get fired. I, I was actually brought on to talk about a commercial, but no, no, I just- you, you can't be fired. This is, this is your own idea. I'm, <laughs> I'm just helping out and taking over, but it's-, it's But listen, yours. listen, everybody who's listening do know, and I said this about you, Ioni, before you came on. I told, right, Mr. Walker, I said, we all work for Ioni and everybody who comes on and listen to this fabulous, program every single Wednesday. We all know, including your guests, Ioni, and your listeners, we all know we work for you, my dear. <laughs> You're awesome, Ioni. I love you. All right. So we want to just remind everybody that, first of all, we're volunteers. Ioni and I and many of the individuals are part of this podcast. We're volunteers with Better Investing. We're not selling any stocks. Uh, we're not selling anything. Uh, uh, we're not day traders or any of those things. We're just simple volunteers who really want to share investment education with those individuals who are interested in learning. And along those lines, we're hosting a free financial empowerment seminar. And we'd like to encourage you uh, to join us actually on May 15th from 9 a.m. Eastern time until about 2.30, uh, but no later than three o'clock on that same day. And in addition to that, Better Investing is also hosting an annual meeting. It will be, um, and this is, the, this is the information for the, um, for the financial empowerment seminar. Again, um, um, I think it's a little bit later than 12.30, Ioni, right? But anyway, it's from 9 a.m. Eastern time until about three. So we'll, we'll make that change, Michelle, on the time. But Better Investing is also hosting um, the annual meeting. Uh, it live, it will be live this year. 
Uh, it's called Bink. It's October the 21st, 2021, all the way through October 24th, 2021. And this is going to be held in Dallas, Texas. And we do have the details. Uh, actually, the details are right here. So thank you. Thank you, Michelle. And so if you're interested in learning more and participating in a phenomenal event, we would encourage you to go to bedinvesting.org and register while there's still time and also join us on May uh, uh, the 20th, the date right, May the 15th, 2021, uh, between 9 a.m. and about 3 p.m. in the afternoon. This is a phenomenal opportunity for you to see how and why you should invest at different levels. So it doesn't matter which level you think you're at in your investing journey. We would have something for everybody from balling on a budget to understanding the trends in investing, social, social, security, social security information, and lots and lots and lots more, especially the stories that are shared. And many people have come for different reasons. We are also expecting the youth. Uh, we have a client which will have an investment club demonstration. And we just want to encourage you to come, not come by yourself, but bring a friend, but also bring your family members and share this phenomenal um, organization, Better Investing with your family and friends. And with that, Ioni, thank you. But, but again, Mr. Walker, you are really, truly a gem. And, and I, I cannot say enough how much we really appreciate your persistence in not quitting on being determined to learn how to analyze stocks, how to invest, how to do that SSG, which is a stock selection guide for those of you that are wondering, what is this acronym they're talking about? But it's a stock selection guide, but equally as important, I know the drive for you and your vision is really to, to, to leave a legacy, like you said, for your children and your grandchildren. And so I do believe in, in my heart of hearts that you are doing a phenomenal job of doing that, but you're doing it by example. So we want to thank you and honor you with that. Thank you. All right, Iona, back to you. Okay. So um, I, I, because we have uh, the Georgia chapter represented, I do want to bring people's attention um, to, to two events. One of my favorite events that the Georgia chapter does every month, every second Thursday of the month, is hosts a, a monthly mentoring chat where it's an open forum, one hour, no agenda, no plans, open to the community, ready and willing to answer any, anybody's question about any topic, any financial topic, <clears throat> whether it be about the SSG, whether it be about interest, whether it be about research, whether it be even just a basic question, what is investing? Why is this important? And I think it's wonderful that the Georgia chapter has actually had this forum to let um, people just come in and not really be bombarded with information, but really have the space to ask questions they may not feel comfortable asking in a class or a forum setting. So thank you to uh, Jim Vandersall, Cynthia McCrary, Howard Johnson and the rest of the uh, Georgia chapter board for hosting that. Um, this Saturday at 12, one of um, 
their model clubs, the Acme Model Club, will have their meeting again this Saturday, uh, April 10th from 12 to 2. And that information is in the chat. And um, they will be doing an education topic on understanding FINRA. The South Florida chapter of Better Investing will also have um, our, you know, every second Saturday monthly educational class, which is the computer aided stock analysis. And this is always the April um, CASA is always a, a, a must attend event because our teacher, Nick, he does a, um, a one year review every, um, every April where he is assessing a, a portfolio this year makes the 10th year of, of really seeing in real time with, uh, with real money, um, the buy and hold method of, of, of um, the better investing methodology and, and how uh, the portfolio grows without trading at any other time during the year, except on you know one specific day in April. So um, I just wanted to make those announcements so that people know how active all of the better investing chapters are and how much great valuable information, classes, sessions um, that are now free and open to the public and are all virtual. So please check out um, the Better Investing website, check out any local chapter or a FAR chapter because everything is virtual. So a geography is no longer an issue. It's been my time to, to, to check in on chapters, uh, St. Louis chapter, uh, Pittsburgh chapter, Puget Sound, and really be able to glean from the insight and the experience of, of so many a very knowledgeable and experienced better investing volunteers and teachers um, who were not geographically accessible to me otherwise. Um, so with that, we're gonna get back to Mr. Walker's story. And um, one of the things I, I wanted to, to ask because you did mention um, that you are approaching retirement age or what's kind of considered retirement age. Um, what is your plan for retirement? I know when we talked a little earlier today, we did talk about the beauty of better investing and our, our own, you know, you and I, our personal investment journey is that it teaches us what to do with our money without having to be consumed and worried about our money because we both live very active lives outside of investing. So just wanted to hear a little bit about uh, your plans for retirement and also how investing in the 90s and still investing now, how it has probably uh, set you up in a, in a really good way or a more advantageous way to retire and have options. I don't know if you plan to retire early, retire later, but you can kind of walk us through uh, your retirement plans now that you're reaching that age. Okay, so you're a little late in the store on that one. I retired um, uh, in 2014. Uh, so my plan for retirement to do as little as possible. Uh, I've already been informed uh, uh, that uh, Paul is always on call. So 
Um, wait, 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 no Mr. Mr. Walker, I do have to interrupt you. So do you mean to tell me that you were able to retire before 60? Uh, yes. Yes. Yes? Yes. I think that's a smile on his face, I am. Mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> now that's a laugh. <laughs> those, those who are on the podcast, they cannot see this big ear-to-ear -ear grin on his face. Wow. So could you, could you, you know, just expound on that just a little bit? I mean, did you always plan to retire at that age? Did it become an option or available to you at a certain point? Because a lot of people are just starting out. And I know, you know, thinking about retirement is really what motivates them to, to get, to start investing and to stick with it. So if you could just share a little bit about how you were able to uh, retire before you could collect Social Security. I think that would be insightful. So, uh, as you mentioned, was it an option? Yes. Um, um, the particular job I had uh, afforded me that opportunity. Uh, and the benefits, um, uh, along with the retirement package, made it possible for me to retire at that age. Um, I was beginning to look and beginning to plan to retire, but um, they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. So I took it um, and yes, it was at the age of uh, 58. Uh, but over the years, uh, also what made it possible, a couple of things. <laughs> um, um, my wife did a good job of um, um, paying for schooling for the uh, kids that uh, attended school. So uh, they were able to um, graduate uh, basically with no debt. Um, so we had that out of the way. Um, I would have, um, if it had been necessary to work, uh, to help them with that, then I would have. So uh, that was one thing that I did it. Um, being able to save over the years, uh, as I mentioned, um, Investing in a 401k for that purpose of retirement wasn't my main reason in the beginning. Um, over the years, um, as I began to see it grow, then I knew uh, that maybe uh, in the future, if it uh, continued in that direction, then uh, yeah, it would help. Um, but again, I guess the main reason for retiring is that I was in a position because of uh, because of being able to save uh, no matter how, how it started it worked out for my benefit so uh, yes I was able to uh, uh, leave uh, also uh, I was away from home I was out of state uh, my family was uh, still here so um, even though it was a good situation I, I wanted to come home so yeah, there were a lot of uh, a lot of factors, uh, but yeah, they all worked in my favor, so I was able to retire early. I think it's important to note, and I would like you to speak a little bit on how continuing your investment education and 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 and, and staying and continuing to be a member of Better Investing helped you to take the windfall because I, I think that 
when people work, especially for a long time, they end up with different scenarios and the lack of knowledge can end up limiting their options. Um, I'm, I'm sure you may know of some coworkers or other people where, you know, you're, you're given one option of a, um, a fixed income or another option of a lump sum. And because they may not feel comfortable with managing a lump sum or even know what to do with that lump sum, they may pick the fixed option. So could you, you know, uh, talk about when you, when you did take that option, how your knowledge really prepared you to take advantage of the opportunity that you, that you claim you couldn't refuse? Um, I guess if I'm hearing your question correctly, um, I'm basically a do-it-yourselfer. So I, I have always believed that I could take what was saved and make it grow. Um, uh, accounting for inflation. Um, I guess also tempering. Um, tempering what um, I guess lifestyle. Uh, so I, I know that that is important. Um, I, I guess a lot of things uh, factor into whether a person decides, hey, I, I can um, at this point, um, you know, stop everyday work and um, be comfortable that they could live on uh, what they have accumulated. Uh, when I had, a, I was confident enough to, to believe that um, what I had accumulated would carry me throughout my lifetime, <clears throat> excuse me, and also to um, provide that legacy that I want to leave. Okay. And what would be some words of wisdom that you would impart upon those just starting out um, in their 40s and 50s and just, you know, just waking up to investing, realizing the importance of it and, um, and wanting to stick with it, but, but are feeling overwhelmed by, you know, all of the knowledge and, and that stuff. Um, I guess the most simple thing I can say is start, but that's simple. Um, there's a lot, um, that could be complicating uh, that. Um, uh, just life itself. We uh, just came through. Uh, uh, we hopefully we're on the way out, but uh, we live in the pandemic, so a lot of people are not in that um, uh, in a position that they can start. What you can do is um, gain knowledge about uh, investing. Uh, uh, about budgeting, about planning, so that when those opportunities do arise, you can recognize them as Thank opportunities, you. and then you can begin. So uh, again, 
I say star, but that may that star may be not with an investment of cash, but an investment of time um, to learn uh, what uh, a, a uh, successful invest investor uh, would look for. Yeah, I think you hit it right on the money. Um, the the investment of time in acquiring the knowledge and become becoming familiar with the terms and the concepts. I mean, even if you don't have the money now, that definitely is worth your while. Yes, and the sooner, uh, because we know about compounding. So the sooner we can start, um, early years, then the better, because that money just grows on its own. It uh, uh, keeps up with uh, our beats inflation and um, uh, it, it grows. So the sooner we can start, then the better. Thank you. Well, I'd like those to be your last words on the show. The sooner the better and start now even if it's just acquiring the knowledge and becoming a member of Better Investing and, and staying close to the magazine because that magazine is really just a wealth of, of, of resource and knowledge. Even if you never touch an SSG, just reading you know, a few articles in a month will really pay large dividends because it'll, you know, it'll really put you on the right path and keep you on the right path. So thank you, Mr. Walker, for your time and sharing your story. Um, we really enjoyed hearing from your own individual investment journey, but also now that you're a, a member of an investment club and sharing um, you know, what you've been learning and how you've been growing in the, in the club and the group setting has been phenomenal as well. Thank you. Thank you. All right, good night, everybody. Ioni, um, Michelle, everybody, good night. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.